it's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Coming to you live from the greatest country in the world, broadcasting from the tippy top of the world-famous Fox News headquarters in New York City, it is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, a man who did not stonewall block and obstruct an IRS investigation into the Bidens. No, ma'am, the FBI did. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? According to a whistleblower whose testimony was released yesterday, the Bureau was all in in the run-up to the 2020 election in doing everything it could to kill any interest in Hunter Biden and, of course, the big man himself, Joe Biden. He should be behind bars! A lot of people feel that way, but I got to tell you, a lot of chicanery going on in Washington, D.C. on this Friday morning. We're going to get into all of it with Arizona Representative Andy Biggs. And, of course, I said earlier in the week, I made a campaign promise to this audience. I said, hey, if everybody behaves... I'm going to bring on my family. I always say Fox Across America, you know, it's a country's family meeting where we get together. We talk about things that affect all of us. Well, I can confirm. We just got off the phone with his agent. Jenny Fela will be here. Lincoln Fela as well. Yeah, you guys are cheering because you don't spend a lot of time with these people. Shut your mouth. 888 Nine nine one zero. If you want to spend a little radio time with me on a big Friday, that will of course culminate with me heading down to Lexington, Kentucky. Kennedy and I move on to the next stop on the Laughs and Liberty tour tomorrow night. It is the Lexington Opera House in Lexington, Kentucky. And uh, if you're in the area, come hang out. There's going to be a wild meet and greet afterwards. We'll have a couple of drinks. It's going to be a banger. Uh, and we would of course love to see you there. Either way, we are grateful to have you here. So let's start. Let's get right down to brass tacks, as they say. Cut to the chase in the screenwriting world, if you will. Here's where it starts. So the IRS whistleblower, he's testifying before the House Ways and Means Committee about what opened this investigation into Hunter Biden. Okay. And according to Gary Shapley Jr., he's the supervisor of the investigation at the IRS. Okay, this is just fascinating stuff, what goes on here. Okay, he said decisions at every stage of the probe were made that had the effect of benefiting the subject of the investigation. That's not right. Okay, understand what he's telling you. There's an investigation into Hunter Biden, and at every single step, The FBI is making that investigation harder in some instances, not granting access to evidence in others, and denying investigators the ability to raise questions about certain things altogether, such as the sitting president of the United States. Are you the big man, Joe? Okay, let me give you a little bit more of his transcript. The transcript was revealed. This was not a big public hearing. Uh, This was behind closed doors. The investigation into Hunter Biden, codenamed Sportsman, was first opened in November of 2018 as an offshoot of an investigation the IRS was conducting into a foreign-based amateur online 
pornography platform. Hubba, hubba. I don't know. You haven't seen the women on this platform. <laughs> I don't know. You haven't seen the women on the platform. That's true. That is true. Almost a year later, in October 2019, this whistleblower said the FBI became aware that a repair shop had a laptop allegedly belonging to Hunter Biden and that the laptop might contain evidence of a crime. Now, here's where this gets really interesting. And here's where everybody, everybody should be able to shake hands and acknowledge that the government, are you ready? The government, the FBI, the people who warn us and lecture us about protecting democracy, the FBI interfered in the 2020 election. He knows what he's talking about. Now, why do I know why I'm talking about? Why can I say that? Because according to the whistleblower who worked on the case, okay, remember that laptop story that they killed in the run-up to the 2020 election? They told you in October of 2020 that it was Russian disinformation? That is a fact check false. Okay, but that's what they told you in 2020. Do you remember when Joe Biden was asked by Peter Ducey, hey, what about this laptop? Oh, you're a one-trick pony, pal. Still asking about the Russian thing. That Russian thing. Come on, we had 51 agents who said it was Russian disinformation. You're not telling me the truth. Well, he is telling you the truth because they did say it was Russian disinformation. But was it Russian disinformation? The answer would be no. And we can prove this, and we're about to. But understand, when they wrote that letter in the run-up to the 2020 election saying, ah, forget the laptop, it's Russian disinformation, We can't have you spreading this on social media. We don't want to influence the outcome of the election. They were saying that because they themselves were trying to influence the outcome of the election. That's just how white folks will do you. Here it is. Okay, I'm going to read this to you again. This is his sworn testimony under oath under the threat of legal jeopardy. The investigation into Hunter Biden, codenamed Sportsman, was first opened in November of 2018 as an offshoot of an investigation the IRS was conducting into a foreign-based amateur online pornography platform. Almost a year later, in October 2019, this whistleblower said the FBI became aware that a repair shop had a laptop allegedly belonging to Hunter Biden and that the laptop might contain evidence of a crime. Okay, this is where it gets interesting. The FBI verified its authenticity... In November of 2019. So understand, how did they do this? They verified its authenticity in 2019 by matching the device number against Hunter Biden's Apple iCloud ID. When the FBI took possession of the device in December of 2019, they notified the IRS that it likely contained evidence of tax crimes. Now understand, okay, the FBI... Notified the IRS in 2019 that this was a real thing and likely contained evidence of a crime. Okay, a year later, in the middle of a presidential election, everybody in the Intel Committee signed a letter saying this was Russian disinformation. Do you get the magnitude of the scam? This is election interference. They interfered in the 2020 election. By trying to protect one candidate from a story that ultimately could have swung the outcome of the election. When you see polling that shows you 20 percent of Joe Biden's voters would have changed their position had they known the extent of the scandal. You're talking about tens of millions of votes in an election that was decided by less than 50,000 votes. They interfered 
in the 2020 election, and it had a consequential impact on the outcome. Okay, let me give you more. The laptop repair shop owner, John Paul Mac Isaac, was subpoenaed to testify before the U.S. District Court in Delaware in December of 2019. According to testimony from these whistleblowers, IRS investigators recommended charging Hunter Biden with attempted tax evasion and other felonies, which are far more serious crimes than what he has agreed to plead guilty to. They claim the recommendation called for Hunter to be charged with tax evasion and filing a false tax return, both felonies for 2014, 2018, and 2019. Additionally, they recommended the prosecutors charge him with failing to pay taxes on time, which is a misdemeanor, for the years 2015, 16, 17, 18, and 19. Also revealed in this congressional testimony. Are you ready for it? Because what's the big claim here? Joe Biden famously said what? I've never talked to my son about his business dealings. You are so full of sh- And why do we make that claim? Also revealed in this congressional testimony was a text message sent from Hunter Biden to Henry Zhao. It was sent on July 30th, 2017 in the WhatsApp message. He wrote, I am sitting here with my father and we would like to understand why the commitment that was made to us has not been fulfilled. Tell the director that I would like to resolve this now before it gets out of hand and now means tonight. And Z, if I get a call or text from anyone involved in this other than you, Zhang, or the chairman, I will make certain that between the man sitting next to me and every person he knows and my ability forever to hold a grudge, that you will regret not following my direction. He then said, I'm waiting here for the call with my father. Understand, Joe Biden has famously told you, no, I didn't know anything. I didn't know anything about my son's business dealings. You're a bald-faced liar. A liar. We know he did because his son couldn't have gotten the money if his dad wasn't involved. Correct the mundo. Understand, Hunter Biden's business background was doing crack and hooking up with prostitutes. Oh, yes. I've read about that in the Bible. But you understand, that's his background. That's what he did. He didn't have a declared profession. He had 15 shell companies that they were funneling the money through in order for it to ultimately wind up in the bank accounts of the Biden grandkids. Do you understand legitimate business isn't done that way? You know what kind of business is done that way? The type of business you need to shield the authorities from finding out about. Okay, there was a photo released yesterday online that purportedly has now linked Hunter and Joe Biden to being in their Delaware house where the Corvette is on the exact same day, on the exact same day that that threatening text message was sent. Uh-oh, I'm in trouble. Understand, it is possible that Hunter Biden in this moment was misrepresenting whether or not his dad was sitting there, just using his name as leverage. That's always a plausible scenario. But it is impossible that Joe Biden didn't know what type of business his son was doing. Okay, we know this because the FBI went out of their way to cover up and obstruct the investigation into Hunter, to flat out issue memos saying it was Russian disinformation. Now, do you think they were doing that because they just wanted to protect some crackhead? The answer would be no. No, they were doing that because of who the crackhead was linked to. Bingo. And understand, all the way back in that era, okay, if it's a problem for Hunter, it's a problem for Biden, which means it's a problem in the election. Now, understand, if it's a problem for Biden, it's also a problem for the guy he was president under, 
meaning Barack Obama. So you understand it doesn't mean Obama was engaged in any fraudulent old overseas dealings, but it does mean this stuff was very well going on while Joe Biden was serving as Barack Obama's vice president. Okay, we have a whistleblower that's already come forward to say he has credible evidence that the Bidens received $10 million while Joe was the vice president and Hunter was negotiating over in Ukraine. So realize this is past the point of speculation. These are whistleblowers coming forward who worked in the FBI to put their name on the claims. These are whistleblowers coming forward under the threat of legal penalty to say, yes, the FBI hid this story. Yes, the FBI verified the legitimacy of the laptop a full year before they then went on TV and said it was fake. Do you understand what that means? That means they were knowingly manipulating public sentiment. You know what else it means? If they were doing it before, you damn well better believe that they're willing to do it again. When you're right, you're right, and you're right. So think about that right now. I tell you all the time, I don't run the Donald Trump radio defense fund. I got nothing against the guy. I like Trump. He's consequentially better president than Biden. But if you're listening to the show for the first time, you're not listening to a guy who just shills for Republicans and just has to help them get elected. They can't count on me. I dress like a children's magician who shouldn't be allowed around children. Okay, I'm not here to swing the election. I'm not an arrow in their political quiver. I'm just a talk show host hanging out, leveling with you. Okay, but understand that they killed this laptop story out of desperation to stop Donald Trump from being reelected. If they would lie to the public, if they would manipulate the public, withhold evidence and obstruct investigations as to not have a damaging story come out about Trump's opponent, you damn well better believe that this classified document indictment, trial of which gets underway August the 14th, is very well engineered by people with a political motivation to get the guy. This isn't equal justice under the law. Other people have mishandled classified information. Biden did it as a senator, didn't even have the security clearance to have the stuff in the first place, held on to it for over a decade. Hillary Clinton, under the threat of subpoena, destroyed 33,000 emails. Does that sound like cooperation? <laughs> no, what it sounds like is a double standard. But you got to understand, we're living in a really, really unprecedented moment right now where you're watching the highest offices of our government mobilize against a political opponent, mobilize on behalf of protecting a political opponent which is not a democracy, which is not a constitutional republic. It's the ultimate in an us-against-them scenario. We had a whistleblower yesterday who laid the whole thing bare. They interfered in the 2020 election. They killed off a laptop, and they came forward to tell us the whole thing was fake, knowing they themselves had legitimately verified the thing to be real. So you got to get what's going on. Like, this, ma this matters. Okay, this is a loose show. I say it all the time. I sound like I get paid in Tide Pods and cheap tequila. You're probably shaking your head yes in agreement. Like, yeah, no, he probably does, honey. I mean, if you heard most of the show, listen to the sound effects. The guy's weird. Okay, but the truth is what's going on in here is bad for everybody. 
not good. It's not like a win for the Democrat. Oh, well, they're protecting Biden. No, 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 no. The government's job is to work for us. It's not to work for corrupt politicians. And knowing they killed this story because it revealed corruption on the Bidens, okay, means we very well may be living in an America where we have a compromised president who is doing the bidding of other entities who have dirt on his family because they've given money to his family. Okay, I know this is not a a helpful position for me to be taking, given where the motivation happens to be in Washington. The government's going to jump all over your head, Jimbo. They very well may, but we're going to keep talking about it right here on Fox Across America. You got some big testicles to pull this off, bro. The critics have spoken. Well, that was different. Yep, lousy, but different. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Precise, personal, powerful. It's America's weather team in the palm of your hands. Get Fox weather updates throughout your busy day, every day. Subscribe and listen now at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon Reachable to you, the listener, at 888-788-9910. This show, of course, an audio safe space for cool people. I don't care where you come from. I don't care what color you are. I don't care how smart you are. I don't care how dumb you are. There's so much, so much for me to play for you in terms of sound today. Man, oh boy, oh man, where would you even start? Jason Smith. I was on the Sean Hannity show last night. Um, we were talking about Joe Biden and the embarrassing incident at the White House where he was with Indian Prime Minister Modi. And Biden accidentally put his hand over his heart during the playing of the wrong national anthem. Biden's lost his marbles. Has he ever. Uh, but in terms of finding the goods on his family... Uh, Jason Smith was on Hannity before us. He's from the great state of Missouri on the House of Ways and Means Committee. Uh, And let me give you uh, one of his clips. This is clip one. We also have a lot of evidence from the whistleblowers that shows that there is, in fact, not independence. As as Attorney General Garland had said in numerous testimony before the United States Senate. And here is clip two. There absolutely has been retribution, according to the whistleblowers, and that's something that we are going to take aggressive measures and looking in. Um, Both of these whistleblowers, after they came out, have been removed from that investigation that they have been part of since 2018. Think about that. And Merrick Garland, day in, day out. No, this is above board. President's not involved. That is a lie. It is Fox Across America with your radio buddy Jimmy Fallon doing the damn thing on a Friday. We're bringing in Andy Biggs from the Fighting Fifth Congressional District of Arizona. He's going to join us in the next hour to weigh in on these findings from the FBI IRS whistleblower. We're also going to be talking to Lincoln Fallon and Jenny Fallon. They're going to join me for the full third hour of the show. But right now, some you and me time. Aaron is in Waco, Texas. Waco, Texas. Aaron, I can speak English. Hey, man. Hey, what's going on, Jimmy? It's been a while. How are you doing? I know. I'm going to try not to get emotional. Um, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. It's Friday. But, uh, man, looks like the fix was in in Washington, huh? Yeah. I mean, I was just sitting here listening, and I've kind of my jaw dropped because, I, you know, I follow. I listen every day, and I follow all this stuff every day. And I, I went back to 
all the Trump, you know, the election was rigged. It was all rigged and blah, blah, blah. Now, I know he was saying for different reasons, but mm-hmm. now with this whistleblower and IRS laptop and all the stuff that's going on, I guarantee he's going to be running for the nearest microphone because it's going to be like, see, I was right. They oh. interfered in the election. It was mine to win, and they took it away. And yep. I know the difference, but I think a large portion of people are going to feel like that is right, that it was stolen if, in fact, any of this ends up being true. Well, the truth is it was definitely interfered with, you know. Yeah. You know, not in the sense that, like, votes were switched or anything like that, but in the sense that they manipulated the public, you know, into having a more favorable opinion of Biden than they would have, which is one. And, of course, they juiced turnout because mail-in voting allowed them to generate a lot more votes than they ever had in the past. I mean, that's just reality. That was the pan. That's where that's where they weaponized covid to their advantage. Um, But the truth is, no, he has a legitimate gripe. Everyone should care, because when you hear something like the FBI authenticated this laptop a year before the election, which means everyone in the intelligence community knew it was real and still wrote that letter. Which is like, dude, that's beyond corruption. I mean, that when you talk about, you know, Banana Republic stuff, I mean, that's very much exactly that happening, man. I mean, it's, it goes beyond. It's, it's criminal. There's yeah. no doubt it's criminal under some statute. And it's just like, you know, it reminds me of like a little kid. Everybody went through this where you told a lie or you hit something. And it built up and built up, and you had to keep it going until one day it exploded, and it was ten times worse punishment-wise than it ever would have been if you'd have just come clean. Yep. And they, they hid this laptop away, and it has affected everything since that day. Yep. And now it's coming to a point to where it's going to explode, and there's no way they can hide it, and all of these people are going to get caught up in the middle of it now. Yep. Instead of just going, hey, we got to handle this now. Now it's gotten so far out of control, it's destroyed these institutions. Yeah, you know, it's what's crazy is if the media ever reports on it, and they may have to because it's getting to this other place now, uh, it, what, what they would probably try to do as a settlement in lieu of pursuing all of these crimes to the end of the earth is just get Biden off the stage in 2024. But the truth is that's not, a to me, an, an acceptable answer. Like, we, we no, need a due diligence not. because this is like real criminality. My father's sitting next to me. Give us the money or else. That's if not a legitimate got, government. I mean, yeah. People can't understand it. You've got a sitting vice president, if any of this is true, mm-hmm. a sitting vice president accepting money on the behalf of foreign governments for policy decisions, it doesn't get any worse than that. And now he is the sitting president. That is, I don't even know, I don't want to say what I think it is. I'm never going to, but Mm -hmm. that is as bad as it can get. You ain't kidding. It would scare me more if I thought Biden was actually in charge. (laughs) But either way, it ain't good, man. It ain't good. Uh, Well, Jimmy from Chucker Aaron, I'm 300 miles from home, started out 600 from home, man. I'm going to let you get to work. I'm going to finish my day and get myself home to my wife and kids and go enjoy a weekend. That sounds great. Well, I'll be here with my wife and kid entertaining you for the next two hours. So give him hell. On that subject, Lincoln, Mm -hmm. on your little clips of him when you play his little recordings, Uh this is just uh, an FYI, Mm -hmm. he could pass off as a pretty good cat temp. I think you could have some fun with that. (laughs) He's got the voice. He's got the voice. He could do it. Y'all could have some great fun with that. All right. I'll let let her know if she wants to call in sick. The Link man's going to do the show. I don't know how he looks in a dress, but we'll work on it. Thanks, man. Great call, Aaron. (sighs) That's funny. 
because we were giving Lincoln a hard time because when he was on TV the other night, okay, his voice has gotten, it's like five octaves deeper than mine now. You know, you, th- you think of the Lincoln. If you've been listening to the show over the years, okay, work with me on this. I'm going to play you some Lincolns, okay? Some of the first sound bites we ever played of Lincoln on this show. This is total crap. <laughs> like, sure, give me this vintage Lincoln. Stop lying to us. That's where it started, okay? Now we're all the way up to, you know. Stop bringing little kids to drag shows, you perverts. <laughs> the many octaves of Lincoln Fela. He will be joining us in the third hour of this show. Lincoln and Jenny Fela will be in the studio with me. But right now we continue to talk. I want to give you a little more of this, okay? So understand, what I was detailing off the top of the show, okay, Jason Smith articulates pretty well here on Hannity last night. He was on shortly before myself and Clay Travis. Here it is, clip three. The whistleblowers, both of them, pointed out some very alarming um, activities of the Department of Justice. They pointed out how the Department of Justice had been delaying um, the tactics in the investigation, which ultimately led to the statute of limitations expiring in 2014, 2015. They also provided information showing that Department of Justice prosecutors, in fact, let Hunter Biden's attorneys know of search warrants being issued. For example, they had a search warrant where they were going to go after a storage unit he had northern in northern Virginia, and they had contacted Hunter Biden's attorneys beforehand. That is absolutely unreasonable and something that typically doesn't happen. Think about that. They were tipping off the attorney. Hey, we're going to come by and search the place tomorrow. Just a heads up. Does that sound like a legitimate investigation? The answer would be no. The answer would be no. Folks, that's a scam. I'll give you a little more of it. This is clip four. What was brought to our attention by the IRS whistleblowers is that, in fact, there was a documented a message on Hunter Hunter Biden's WhatsApp account that went to a, a Chinese business partner, and it was pretty much demanding for that business partner to contact him in regards to a future payment. And he highlighted that he is sitting right next to his father waiting for his response. And that absolutely contradicts what President Biden has said on numerous occasions, that he knows nothing about his son Hunter Biden's business dealings. Whoa. You're a lying dog-faced pony soldier. No, you're not a lying dog-faced pony soldier. Tom Cotton, Senator Tom Cotton, echoing those sentiments. Clip five. Well, we have it right in front of our eyes today, that text message from Hunter Biden saying he was sitting with his father and threatening someone about what his father and his father's friends would do if the guy didn't fork over the money. Common sense has always said that, Kaylee. I, I mean, Joe Biden took Hunter Biden gallivanting around the world on Air Force Two for 13-hour trips. Now he's doing it on an Air Force One. Does anyone really believe that Joe Biden and Hunter Biden were not discussing what Hunter Biden was up to? Like, why is he going to China? Who's he meeting with? How's he coming back with all this money? Where's the source of all the money that Hunter Biden is blowing on drugs and on prostitutes, as this investigator also revealed. I think those are questions that Joe Biden was asking, and I think there's a lot of conversation about it. These whistleblowers deserve to be heard, and their supervisors need to give answers. 100%. You want to know what's going on around the dial right now on the TV? Not this story. Now, again, okay, it's not the media's job, one way or the other, to get to the bottom of the investigation. 
but the people who work in the media are doing everything they can to shield this knowledge from the public. Let me give you Joe Scarborough yesterday. And I, I listen, you guys have been a great audience this week. A lot of funny phone calls. <laughs> it's a lot of, you know, I got a lot of great messages on the Facebook page about TV things I did and last Saturday night show. It was like a really fun week on this show for me. So the last thing I want to do is make you listen to a Morning Joe clip. I almost feel like this is abusive, <laughs> but I have to do this because <laughs> I want you to understand what's going on. Like what's, in, what's at stake, what's in play, what they're doing, okay, is they're hyper-contextualizing the findings. I'll explain it to you. It's like in movie reviews, okay, when it comes to movie reviews, okay, they're famously known for taking a bad review and making it good. I believe there's an old Dennis Miller line about this where they say, ah, oh, this thing sucked. The writers deserve the gas chamber. And then the movie review says, the media agrees. It's a gas. You know, they kind of hyper-contextualize it in a way that frames it in a more favorable light. So what every one of these, you know, media reactionaries that are there to human shield for the Democratic Party are doing is they're just trying to, well— this whistleblower didn't find the crime. Now, did he? There's no crises, no crime. Dude. All right, great. If you're talking to an audience full of self-hating white people and they just need to feel morally superior to conservatives and the folks who live in the middle of the country and have a little more space and a little less stress, the people who are actually enjoying their lives, I'm telling you, if you live in a flyover state, you're a genius. Oh, man. I have toured the whole country. I grew up in New York. Okay, I grew up in New York believing, which is really funny, I grew up in in New York believing that everybody in the country wished they could live here. Oh, man, but I didn't know that. But a lot of people who are relegated to the coasts and never leave this Beltway bubble in D.C. or this elite mentality in New York or California, they really believe you guys in the middle of the country are the dumb ones. It's the funniest thing in the world. It's people in New York that are paying $8,300 a month for a studio apartment that they share with two other roommates to make rent, think you're stupid for having affordable housing. (laughs) Who are these people in their brand-new McMansions by their brand-new stores with all that space around them? What kind of happiness is that? It's the good kind, but they don't know better. But the point is, if you're Joe Scarborough, you just need – you're catering to intellectually lazy people who run on hate and rage. Okay, so you just give them one morsel, one angle, one percentage of the story that they can run with in a self-righteous manner. Oh, the whistleblower didn't find any crimes. So what are we even talking about this for? Um, Because the whistleblower just flat out said the FBI and the IRS prevented them from pursuing the crimes. This is like when they used to say, oh. Hunter Biden's not the president. So what are we even talking about this for? Oh, because he transferred the money to the guy who was the president. Do you get it? That's the point. Hunter's a dirtbag. Here's Scarborough, clip eight. I do want to go back to Hunter Biden, though, because what we always hear from these insurrectionists and these weirdos mm. and these freaks mm. is that there's there are crimes out there. They can never name a crime. And then they say the media is covering up. The deep state is covering it up. You go, covering up what? I can show you New Yorker articles from 2019 that laid bare not just what Hunter Biden did, but what Biden's family has done through the years. Not illegal, perhaps unethical. Oh, man. 
Gee, come on, Joe Scarborough. That was embarrassing. Seriously, dude, seriously. Don't you have any respect for yourself? No. Do you know how much that guy hates himself? Oh, God, just throw it on for a second. And you just see the dripping contempt. Ugh, that's great. I mean, these are the people, I told you this. They hate you so they don't have to look inward at the things they hate about themselves. Ah, you have a good eye, my man. Listen, I'm like the greatest psychologist in the world because I spend 12 hours a day you know, analyzing people in the backseat of my taxi. They just jump in. They know they're never going to see you again, and they just dump all of their, you know, life struggles on you, all of their beliefs and conspiracy theories and relationship issues, everything. They throw it all at you, and you get to analyze people, and you become an affordable therapist along the way. When Joe Scarborough, it's the greatest line in the world, he's like, the article, the New Yorker article from 2019, you know, that magazine that ran a profile saying Donald Trump was literally Hitler? They don't seem biased at all. Sell crazy someplace else. We're all stocked up here. Do you remember they ran an article? Donald Trump is literally Hitler. So he wants us to believe that New York Magazine should be the authority on whether or not the Bidens are corrupt. That's the takeaway in this clip. Are you stupid or something? No, he's not stupid. He knows better. He's just in the tank. This guy's a serious ass. Totally. But you understand, what does he say? The New York Magazine said they never found a crime. Oh, are they investigators with federal investigation oversight? Oh, no, that's interesting. But New York Magazine laid bare not just what Hunter did, but what the Biden family has done. Not illegal, perhaps unethical. (laughs) That's his defense. Perhaps unethical. Calling up a foreign entity that's trying to do business with our government while your dad's the sitting vice president and demanding they send money or else. Not illegal. Why should anyone have an issue? It's just a little unethical. Do you get it? They're not even listening to themselves. It's embarrassing. But the bigger argument here again and again and again is what? Okay, what he gets on TV and does, and this is what most of the liberal media does, they're catering to white people, white people who are really rich, but they're not happy. Okay, I tell you this all the time. There is no correlation between wealth and intelligence. Plenty of rich, stupid people. Turn on the view if you don't believe me. And there's no correlation between wealth and happiness. You either learn how to be comfortable in your own skin and find things you enjoy on a daily basis or you don't. Money doesn't improve that. It doesn't. I know so many miserable, successful people. I know so many happy people that drive taxis that are willing to burst into song if they find enough free time between passengers because they get how to enjoy themselves. But what is Joe Scarborough prefacing his analysis with? What is he saying? You know, I want to go back to Hunter Biden because we always hear from these insurrectionists. These weirdos, these freaks. And why is he doing it? He's giving them permission. Oh, here's someone you should hate. Insurrectionists, weirdos, freaks. This is the cocktail he's serving. Hate these people. And trust me that the magazine that ran a profile saying Trump was literally Adolf Hitler, the guy who killed uh, millions of Jewish people. Trump is literally that guy. This is objective analysis. You should trust their analysis on whether or not. I mean, come on! <laughs> and with a straight face, he says it into the camera, and all the self-hating white people are like, oh, no, yeah, no, no, honey, no, this is, you yeah, know, no. New York Magazine said the Bidens are... <laughs> no, 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 they, they said the, the guys that said Trump was Hitler and, you know, worse than the guy who killed all the Jewish people. No, no, New York Magazine, they, we're, they're, they're giving us a report on the Bidens. <laughs> and, 
it's clearly, it's not an issue. I mean, come on, man. You gotta do better than that. Critics are calling it the funniest show on the radio. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, maybe. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. I almost had it. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Bottom of the hour. We got a quick call to take. From the D.C. Swamp. Mac is on the line and he knows things. Mac. Jimmy, how are you, brother? I'm just giving you a shout-out from your your friend and mine now, Carly Shinkus. I was her, uh, I had to look after her during the uh, shoot that they did downtown for the congressional game the other night. Oh, that's rad. Uh, we raved about you. We raved about you up and down, and she said she was going to give a shout-out to you from me. So I'm calling to check if she did. She said, you better call in and find out <laughs> if I gave a shout-out to you. Get, you're going to laugh, but I, was, I did her TV show this morning. Her and I were on set one-on-one. And uh, I did not let her get a word in. I was telling a story about a stand-up gig. So I don't doubt that she meant to make good on the promise, but she did not do it, Carly Shemkis. Uh, I'm going to send my... But I'll tell you what. Uh I don't get to pick and choose who I get the protection in. And I'll tell you something. Having a detail of Carly Shemkis is... uh, <laughs> you poor guy. I'm going to lose you to a commercial break, but it's probably for the best for both of us. Good stuff. Hubba, hubba. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, you bet it is. And we're ready to rumble. Big Friday on Fox Across America. We're bringing by Arizona Representative Andy Biggs. And he is, of course, the opening act for my family, the Jackson 3, getting the band back together. Jenny Fallon will be in studio. Lincoln Fallon in the house as well. Your fine self also welcome. We will be taking your calls, text, tweets, and carrier pigeons, 888-788-9910. You want your voice heard in this radio house of ill repute where the beat goes on. A lot of corruption unearthed in D.C. yesterday by the FBI whistleblower. That kind of took center stage in the first hour. But as we embark upon our number two, we got to have a word about the behavior of one Barack Obama. Don't be thick, all right? No, Obama, man. Wow. They are trotting Obama out really early, really early in the presidential primaries uh, over in the Democratic Party, which means whoever's running the thing. Oh, Lordy Lord, he's desperate. They are desperate. Uh, We had the attacks on Tim Scott. Last week, along racial lines, oh, Tim Scott, Nikki Haley, telling people of color they can make it in this country. Is there anything more insane than using our first black president to tell the world black people can't get ahead in this country? That's stupid. Use your common sense. But that's exactly what's going on. They're trotting this guy out to be like, no, come on, Tim Scott. With your uplifting vision for America. What are you talking about? Never mind that I ran on Yes We Can. The new slogan around here is No We Can't. Tell them like it is. That's what they're going for. But it's fascinating to watch. Because what they're doing to pull it off. This is the part. Democrats do this well. Very good performance artists. And that they'll get out there and kind of accuse you of what they're doing. You know what I'm saying? Exercises in projection. And then, you, you know, you hear it. You know, we live in an era where people's emotions are their facts. I'm about to play you a clip of Obama talking about how Fox News and right wing radio. Oh, my 
goodness, right-wing radio, okay, are making it hard for democracy when we're putting out different facts than they are, which is he's not wrong. We are putting out different facts. For instance, we said in the run-up to the 2020 election, the Hunter Biden laptop was real. Okay, the fact they put out was that it was Russian disinformation. Yeah, their facts are wrong. For instance, we said the vaccine couldn't stop transmission. They said it could. Get it or you're fired. Their facts are wrong. Weird. We said there was no collusion between Trump and Russia. They said it was beyond circumstantial evidence. Again, their facts are wrong. So I don't want to sit here and tell you he's lying. He's not lying when he says Fox News and right-wing radio are putting out different facts than the Democrats. The part he's withholding is that the facts we're putting out are true. I'm telling you, that boy's a genius. Okay, but let me listen to this clip. It's, it's just fantastic. I'll play you the whole exchange. Let's start with clip 25. I think I'm more concerned when it comes to the United States with the fact that not just one particular individual is being accused of of undermining existing laws, but that more broadly we've seen, whether it's through the gerrymandering of districts, whether it's attempts to uh, intimidate the press, a strand of anti-democratic sentiment that we've seen in, in the United States. It's something that is right now most prominent in the, in the Republican Party, but I don't think it's something that is unique to one party. I think th- there is a, a less tolerance for ideas that don't suit us. And it, it, sort of the habits of, of a free and open exchange of ideas and the idea that you know, we all agree to the rules of the game and even if the outcomes aren't always the ones we like, we still abide by those rules. I think that's weakened uh, since I left office, and uh, we're going to need to strengthen them again. You can't handle the truth. Okay. This anti-democratic sentiment in the U.S., most prominent in the GOP, the GOP. Less tolerance for ideas that don't suit us. Fascinating. When you talk about performance art, less tolerance for ideas that don't suit us. Their party fired you from your job, okay, if your idea of not getting a vaccine didn't suit them. Fired you from your job. Their party would call you a murderer or transphobe and a bigot if you oppose biological men swimming against biological women where they clearly have a huge advantage, okay? Will Thomas, as a male swimmer, was ranked 462nd in the country. He transitions to a female, And goes to number one the second he jumps in the pool. But again, if you don't agree with that, you're a murderer. Okay, it gets there. I'll give you a little more because this is the talk about Fox News. I find this so fascinating. Because again, these people, it's so, man, it's got to be great. You know, in the 90s, if you were a baseball fan, people loved playing at Coors Field because they had high altitude and they were hitting like a ridiculous level of home runs there. Balls might have been juiced. I mean, the players certainly were. But, you know, Coors, you know, the, the original Colorado Rockies had a bat boy who hit 41 home runs one year. I mean, it's crazy. Everyone was just flying out of the stadium. You're actually living in fear if you had an outfield seat. There were that many balls coming your way between, you know, between a bat. Like, oh, here comes another one. It's fire in the hole. But when you are a Democrat, especially a former Democratic president, 
when you sit down with the media, you are in Coors Field. The wind is always blowing out. You are always coming to the plate under favorable conditions because no one's going to push back on you. No one's going to throw the challenge flag. Okay, for real, is there any ever been a bigger opening for a body blow in terms of a counterpunch by a journalist than Barack Obama saying Republicans are becoming a party that has less tolerance for ideas that don't suit them? You know, the Democrats will literally fire you from your job, deny you the ability to feed your family if you don't agree with their ideas, if they don't agree with your ideas. He's the face of that party. He's the de facto leader to this day. Nobody looks at Joe Biden and goes, oh, there's a guy running a party. No, they don't think Joe Biden is running water. But here is Obama again talking about the different facts. Clip 26. The polarizations that we've seen in our national politics is not identical to what's happening on the ground. But what is true, partly because of where people are getting information these days, the siloing of of information. If you're watching Fox News or following some right-wing radio host uh, or getting Facebook feeds within that bubble, your reality is different than if you read the New York Times or watch your program. And when when people are getting such fundamentally different facts or what they think to be facts and, and their, their worldviews are so skewed in one direction or another, then it's very hard for democracy to work. I mean, dude. Are you stupid or something? I mean, you're going to hear a lot of that today. It's just reality. <laughs> Drop. Woo! Okay, but to his point, and this matters, yeah, you know, your reality is different. <laughs> if you watch Fox and listen to right-wing radio, then if you, you know, watch like CNN or the New York Times, you know, you don't get facts like this one. If you like your doctor, you will be able to keep your doctor, period. That was rated PolitiFact's lie of the year. The Democrats lie about everything, like everything. Russian collusion was a lie. Like we now know they started it based on a fabrication out of thin air by the Clinton campaign. Telling you the vaccine could not stop transmission and forcing you from your job if you didn't get it, that was a lie. Hunter Biden's laptop, Russian disinformation, that was a lie. Joe Biden launched his campaign, a campaign Barack Obama endorsed, saying it was a battle for the soul of our nation. Because Donald Trump never condemned neo-Nazis and white nationalists in Charlottesville. And you had people, and I'm not talking about the neo-Nazis and the white nationalists, because they should be condemned totally. Weird. (laughs) So crazy. They told you Andrew Cuomo was the gold standard. I mean, do you remember? That's like my favorite one in the world. New York's Andrew Cuomo has become an outspoken voice in this crisis with his blunt and sobering assessments. You were there for us. And I go, oh, he's smart and you were honest. You exposed a lot of your own vulnerabilities. A very buzzed about topic about you is your love life. You've been commended (laughs) for your clear and your calm leadership. Congratulations, Andrew, on your much-deserved Founders Award. You and your brother Chris tied as the most desirable men in New York. Is it true that this was the swab that the nurse was actually using? In scale, this was the actual swab that was being used. I was going to be nice and sweet. I just want a yes, no. (laughs) 
That's the media Obama says you should be listening to. The ones who said Andy Cuomo, Hansy Andy. Andy! Andy! The ones who told you he was the man of the year. You know, the ones who told you Michael Avenatti was going to be the next president of the United States. You got lucky tonight. We're back with attorney Michael Avenatti. He is a main player. Sitting beside me right now. I'm not going to let you cheat. You, you have to guess. Uh, and hint, his name is Michael Avenatti. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I think you're doing a hell of a job. I don't think you're in this for money. To me, you're like the Holy Spirit. You are <laughs> all places oh at my. all times. He's out there saving the Look, country. It, you know what? I'm, He's a rock star, I think. It'll be interesting to see his next check. Absolutely. Michael Avenatti for president in 2020. He's Donald Trump's worst nightmare. Michael Avenatti. Existential threat to the Trump presidency. Please welcome attorney Michael Avenatti. Looking ahead to 2020, uh, one reason why I'm taking you seriously as a contender is because of your presence on cable news. I wrote about this saying you're currently leading the pack among 2020 contenders on, on the Democratic side. What do Democrats value most? If they decide they value a fighter most, yes. people would be foolish to underestimate Michael yeah. Avenatti. Michael Avenatti's a beast. Okay, that's true. And he, he's a beast. He's a beast, and he keeps popping Donald Trump and all of his folks in the mouth repeatedly. He's a beast. <laughs> Michael Avenatti is in jail. For defrauding a stripper. Think about that. It's bananas. Like, oh, but this is the media Barack Obama wants you to listen to. Not I'll oh, forget the Fox News and the right wing radio. Thank gosh we've got places like CNN. CNN is the worst. <laughs> but but understand the confidence scheme. The guy is a good performer. You gotta give him credit for this. Okay, the Democrats were literally wrong about everything. Like, if the Democrats told me the sky was blue, I'm no, I'm, mm, I got to get contacts because I did think it was blue this whole time. But now that the people who are telling me men can get pregnant say it's blue, I got to question my own judgment. Do you understand Barack Obama? Want you to believe where the guys feeding you misinformation, not the guys telling you. That men can have babies, which again, where is the baby coming out of? No! Oh, no, no! But yeah, again, listen to Obama here and understand that climate change transcends all other issues. Come on, don't bullshit me. Now, don't get me wrong, I don't doubt for a second that climate change is the most important issue to the Democratic Party. Why? Money, 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 money. But here is Obama, flat out asked about some of the human rights atrocities being committed in China. So, yeah, we kind of talked to him about that. But more importantly, we can control the weather in 50 years, you know, the height of insanity. Okay, listen to this. It's clip 27. You know, I dealt with China to get the Paris Accords done. I dealt with Modi to get the Paris Accords done. Because I think climate change is something that transcends, uh, you know, any uh, particular momentary uh, issues. It, it, it's a it's a problem that humanity's got to deal with over the next several decades in a serious way. Um, I do think that it is appropriate for the president of the United States, uh, where he or she can, to uphold uh, those principles and to challenge. Uh, whether behind closed doors or in public, um, trends that are troubling. And so um, I'm less concerned about labels than I'm concerned about 
you know, specific practices. Uh, you know, I think it is important for the President of the United States to say that if uh, you have Uyghurs in China uh, who are being placed in mass camps uh, and re-educated, quote-unquote, uh, that's a problem. That, that's a challenge to all of us. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. Okay, understand what he's telling you right there. Yeah, you know, hey, listen, man, I'm sorry you guys are being enslaved today. But, the, you know, the weather's going to be really screwed up in 50 years, according to this graph I got from John Kerry, who told everybody in the room that we were all going to die and then passed around a collection plate at the end of the speech. Please give us money. No, no, you don't understand. I, I, it sucks you're being enslaved and put in mass camps and re-educated. And I do think it's important that Joe Biden speak up when he can. But if he can't, okay, climate change transcends all other issues. That's what he said. <laughs> Clown stuff. But understand, the guy who tells you, nah, you, the problem is we're living in Two different realities. You know, the people with the Fox News and the right-wing media, they're getting different facts than you, which is another way of saying, yeah, they're getting accurate facts, and the people watching CNN aren't. <laughs> but there's Obama with a straight face after handing you five lies in a row, telling you what? Climate change transcends all the issues. So forget about that slave stuff going on over in China. They're going to make some of our solar panels, man. We got to make a move here. That's who Barack Obama is, okay? Someone who's always hitting with the wind blowing out because the media has his back. For that reason, he says whatever he wants because there's nobody there to call him out on it. Journalism in this country is dead and buried. Totally. And for that reason, he gets on TV every night and nobody says it, so I will. Yo, Barack Obama. You are so full of sh. You're riding around with America's cabbie. Taxi! Taxi! You're hanging out with Jimmy Fallon on Fox Across America. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. We're going to be talking with Arizona Representative Andy Biggs. He's around the corner. Jenny Fallon, Lincoln Fallon are going to be in the house as well. We're doing a damn thing on a Friday. It's a summer. Spend some quality time with radio's first family. You can call in 888-788-788. Nine nine one zero. Uh, I was following up on the Obama discussion. It's my favorite thing in the world. <laughs> it's so stupid. But basically, they're trotting out Obama earlier in the cycle than they traditionally would. Like, if you remember in 2020, he didn't get involved until all 471 Democrats had dropped out and endorsed Joe Biden. Uh, this time around, they see Tim Scott as a real threat. Not necessarily because they expect him to win the nomination, but they expect his presence to force a substantive conversation around what Democrats have actually done for black voters. Oh, I'm in trouble. It ain't good if the conversation turns substantive. If he just sits around and says everybody's a racist and Tim Scott's, you know, just out there turned in a blind eye towards the whole situation. The left weaponizes race whenever they're losing an argument. Truer words have never been spoken. I mean, think about how ridiculous you have to be to send out the first black president of the United States of America, okay, to tell the black community, don't listen to these Republicans who say you can make it. 
Ah, you can't make it. You're an idiot. I'm telling you, we're living in the death of shame, but it pays really well. Money, 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 money. Reality with a bit of insanity. It's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. There it is. There it is. We are fired up to talk to this next guest who is a fan favorite on this show. Don't judge them. Uh, superstar representative from the Fighting Fifth Congressional District of Arizona, Representative Andy Biggs, returns to the program. Hey, man. Hey, Jimmy. It's great to be with you. And I love both those fans. Don't, don't <laughs> give them a time, man. Whoa! Biggs taking shots at the champ. I love it. Uh, <laughs> Biggs, you, uh, you dodged a bullet. I was out in Mesa, Arizona last week. And, oh, uh, how was that? It was a good. It was a good show. We uh, we saw a thousand seats in the theater. We sold a thousand seats. They were very passionate people. We had a lot of laughs, and then uh, they took us to Old Town in Scottsdale. Nice place. It's basically yeah. just if you like drunk women pedaling bicycles powered by beer. Man, do I have a destination <laughs> for you? <laughs> Well, yeah, you can't drive your car there, man, because because they're they're all over the road, brother. Every, every vehicle in the road is powered by ten drunk women, one of which is wearing a tiara, and they're pedaling from bar to bar. <laughs> it's basically just Nashville if it was 113 degrees, is what it is. But I loved it; it was but great. It's a dry heat, though. Dry heat, man. <laughs> listen, I loved it. I thought it was great. And uh, since listen, since you brought up heat, I will segue. Uh, some of this heat has been used apparently to cook some of the books or the investigation into Hunter Biden. Did you follow that whistleblower testimony? <laughs> I did. Wow. I sure did. Uh, look, uh, Hunter Biden is he's a cottage industry for investigators and um, for for DOJ investigators, particularly who want to not put him in jail. Yeah, I, I don't get I don't get it. This is really something this guy. Uh, I, I don't know when he had time to do it between between the crack and the and the prostitutes. How he had time to do all this stuff, uh, it, but somehow somehow he did. And and so I tip my hat to him because he he's a multitasker. Yes. But the reality <laughs> is, he he is he. This is a Biden crime syndicate. We have to face it. I would joke. I'm joking now, yep. of course. But but the reality is, this 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 family. Uh, is uh, I don't know knee knee deep in 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 corruption. Quite frankly, it looks like to me it's it, that that would be the allegation that yep. many have made. Yeah, it ain't pretty. We're talking to Arizona Representative Andy Biggs. Uh, you know, when you hear an FBI guy, though, this is the one that really jumped out at me. You know, for all the lectures we've been given about election interference, the FBI, according to this whistleblower, corroborated the Hunter Biden laptop in 2019, like a full year. Before everybody came forward to tell us it was fake, they already knew it was real. Like, is that not pass interference if this is a football game? Yeah, no, uh, that, that, that's exactly right. So you got that big thing that that where he says, yeah, they, they knew about it. They didn't do anything about it. It was corroborated. They knew it they didn't do anything. My my opinion is they probably haven't still not done anything about it. Mm-mm. But so so they suppressed it to interfere in the election. But don't forget there's. Uh, this whistleblower gave some other information that's critical, and that, and that is, well, first of all, they suppressed all the investigations, really. But the second thing that is, just blew my mind is there is evidence that he, that Joe Biden's sitting right there in the yeah. room with him mm-hmm. as he's making these these uh, yeah. these corrupt deals, and and we're just supposed to say, well, you know, no big deal. 
Uh, you know, that's just old Uncle Joe, old <laughs> Uncle Joe, the big guy. He's making a deal with the Chinese comms. Yeah. That's the way it goes. <laughs> you know, you can't fix Grandpa. You know how this works. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. And they're, yeah, they're uh, selling out the country. I mean, I read that text and it, I was like, I was so blown away. But I'm not surprised by the brazen nature of any of it. Because if you know you have the referees in the tank, which it appears they believe they do, you know, then yeah. I guess you would kind of act that way if you knew you were going to get away with it. And they seem to know they're going to get away with it, which is crazy to me. Uh, yeah, and it's not, it's not that they, they appear to be in the tank for him. Yeah. They are in the tank for him. Yep. They really are. Yeah. The only thing missing from the whistleblower was was uh, some 22-year-old and Joe sniffing her hair. That's the only thing that that guy didn't talk about. <laughs> well, listen, man. Uh, we know she's out there uh, if she wants to come forward because there are no shortages of them. There's a bevy of them out there. I can just tell you it's, that it's, it's, I never. I, I don't understand the hair thing, but it's a thing. It's clearly a thing. We all know it's a thing. We try not to talk about it. Did you see him yesterday put his hand over his heart for the wrong national anthem? Yeah, exactly. You know, I defended. He thought him. it was the Chinese. He thought it was the Chinese Communist National Anthem. Really <laughs> oh no! Listen, the, impo- do the important thing is if Joe Biden wins re-election, he's going to save the Queen, and that's not nothing. <laughs> <laughs> My one of the favorite, one of those great lines from yesterday is uh, is uh, he's talking to Modi. He says uh, he, he says uh, you, you know welcome and everything, and then he turns around and says where at, where are we? <laughs> <laughs> where- like this isn't okay it's not okay like we laugh because it's a coping mechanism but like anybody watching it you're like what is this you know and the problem i have here this is the real really quick got about a minute is you know the media likes to shill for the bidens and cover it up and say this is just you know right-wing attack stuff and everything in between but the problem i have is like the people on the other side of the world that want to harm us don't take the media's word for it like they're forming their own opinion, are they not? Are they sitting in China, going, "Well, MSNBC said he's fine, so I guess he's fine." Do you do you get the feeling Xi Jinping is taking his cues from CNN? No, um, he's taking it from uh, any one of the colleges and universities that have these these. They've got spies everywhere here. Yep. By the way, they got one of the local police stations up in New York. You yep. know, a, a Chinese police station. They look. They're taking it. They're, they're, they're bad guys. They know that we're weak and we're damaged. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was before uh, he far, further lost his mind. I mean, it, it, to me, it's sad, quite frankly. It is sad that the people. Are- yeah. Well, I, I think the hook is really quick is I think, you know, the reason that they want to reelect him is he allows other people to be president. Essentially, there's a lot of unelected bureaucrats that would have more power than they would traditionally. And now we lost Biggs after all of that. I think the Bidens whacked him. This isn't good. Quick commercial break. Jenny Fallon, Lincoln Fallon, around the corner on Fox Across America. The show not afraid to call out both sides of the aisle. He's the other side's worst nightmare. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It's the morning show that uh, overslept. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Folks, if you watched me on TV last Saturday night, you know I had a special guest in the last segment of the show, and he is now here to apologize for that inept performance. I kid. He did a fantastic job. Joining me now, Lincoln Fela, and a woman who just loves the shirt I'm wearing, Jenny Fela. <laughs> in the house, the Jackson 3, the band is back together. Hello, hello. What's up? Good to see you, Link, man. Uh, we've had some comments, some calls into the show since your big TV appearance last week. 
about your voice. It it really did drop like five octaves, you it know. Did. So he just walks around the house now, like, "Am I going to be on radio today?" Well, no, you were making fun of me for last week. You're like, "Yeah, I was on TV. You can, <laughs> you can go watch it. It was like it was on Saturday." But. but but Lincoln's the opposite of a childhood star because he's not like telling people he was on TV. You didn't even tell your friends to watch it. No, he was at a sleepover and didn't mention it to his friends that it was even on. Dude, like if I did, if I was doing that at his age, I would be so excited. No, but I'd feel like full of myself doing it. I feel like I'd be like cocky doing it. That's fair, but yeah. I will tell you different than me because at your age, I was lying about doing cool stuff <laughs> just so I could like pick up chicks. I was like, you know, I used to work in the CIA. Well, you know? it's like the thing is, the people who do the most cool stuff don't have to post it. Like the people who are having fun don't need to post it on Instagram. That's a good point. You know, to everybody on vacation right now. Yeah. You know those people <laughs> that post every second of their vacation. I'm like, you're probably tired by the end of the trip from all the media reporting you did. Yeah. Isn't the point of going on vacation to just be away from everybody yeah. else? You and if you're having that much fun, you don't need to be on your phone taking a million pictures. Thank True. you. Lincoln Fale, a life coach in the house. Uh, when he's not uh, doing TV, he was just sitting in the host chair trying to steal my show. He does claim he carries the show. Uh, but what is the real point of vacation? We're taking a brief vacation next week. We're going where? Uh, St. Louis. We're going to go watch the Yankees beat up the Cardinals. So uh, that's a thing next weekend. We're going to be filming a Fox News package at the ball field next Friday night for the 4th of July special. Are you going to be a part of that? Sure. You're back on TV? Yeah. Lincoln's <laughs> back on TV, everybody. Yeah, guys. I'll yeah. be there. If you can't make it, I'll just, we'll just do your voice off camera. That's my dad. He's, I'm in ninth grade. I'm taller than him. I like dinosaurs. Lincoln loves dinosaurs, uh, which is not true. But what we do on vacation, basically, is we eat everything known to man, and we just make fun of Jenny. Is that not That's what we do? True. Oh, yeah. yeah. We just impart, we, you know, prank Jenny. We do terrible things to Jenny. But it's fun, is it not? Oh, yeah. It's oh, a lot of fun. Oh, for two-thirds of us, it's a, it's a hoot. And then like, what happens is, but this is how it starts, okay? It does start in a good-natured way where we're just giving Jenny a hard time, but then it doesn't end. Like, meaning right. I'll hit the brakes at some point, wow. but then Lincoln will keep going to the point that it's, like, to the point of insanity, <laughs> But I keep laughing, and then what does she do? Man, I mean, it's always you two against me. It's not fair. It's not you think this is fun for me? We're on vacation. Jimmy. Jimmy. (laughs) And then it'll make me laugh because he'll keep going. Do some more, Mommy. I want to hear it. Jimmy, make him stop. Jimmy, stop. He thinks it's funny. Come on. You can't let him keep doing it. Jimmy, stop. We once went to uh, California, me, Jenny, and Lincoln, uh, on a, a rare vacation. I'm never off. Like, even when I'm on vacation, we're always doing something. Right. So it's fun. So we're always, like, delirious. We're always having a good time. This is not a complaint. It's genuinely a lot of fun. When we went to San Francisco, like, we hadn't slept, right? It was, like, an overnight oh, trip. Oh, yeah. Yep. And, like, so much so that, like, he was sleep-deprived mm-hmm. and was, like, he actually got, like, a fever and we, oh, right. Do you remember that? Yes, because like, so, you went to bed the first night and, like, like just. We roll hard. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So, like, I was doing, at the time I went to San Francisco, I was writing Kennedy's show, but I had, like, another writing job. I was doing mm-hmm. stand. There was a lot going on. Human trafficking, obviously. <laughs> we don't like to talk about it. But uh, we, we flew, like, overnight to San Francisco, got there in the morning, and with a full day ahead of us, actually just passed out. Yeah. Like, spontaneously. Yeah. Slept S- till, like, after dinner time that day. Yeah. Like, we slept, yeah. like, 12 hours because, like, we were literally going to die if we didn't finally sleep. <laughs> But what happened is that that gave us we we woke up with a an over 
energized Lincoln. Do you mm-hmm. remember that? Mm-hmm. And so we had rented a convertible because that's all we do on vacation is rent a convertible and just drive around and yep. eat stuff. But Lincoln was at this age where dirty words were exciting to him. <laughs> you know, where a little kid gets around like a curse word or something inappropriate. Yeah. So somehow, because we were so manic from not sleeping, and uh, I like egging him on and getting you upset, we were driving around San Francisco in a convertible, <laughs> and Lincoln was just yelling penis to crowded <laughs> groups of people. I don't know why. I'm not proud. Mortified. I was absolutely <laughs> Jenny, mortified. Jenny was, like, crying in the passenger seat. <laughs> Hiding. <laughs> how old was he? Was he 2018? I was probably like nine or eight, eight. or nine. Yeah. yeah. So nine. he was just. Well, well, was that the was that the vacation that he came up? <clears throat> excuse me, with vacation confessions. No. No, that was when we were in Colorado. Oh, but he okay. started confessing his crimes. But we were driving around <laughs> San Francisco, and a little chubby nine-year-old Lincoln with his little mullet, his little pudgy mullet, was just standing up in the car and yelling to crowds, "Penis!" What the okay, hell did stop. you just say? I know. I won't do it again. I but don't that's like that. what he was doing. <laughs> No, the next trip was the one where he was allowed to give the finger, but only to me. <laughs> and I have it still. It's funny. This is a funny story, Lincoln. My screensaver on my computer here at Fox is of a young, like, eight-year-old Lincoln giving a double-barreled middle finger <laughs> in a Colorado ghost town. So proud. Well, it's funny because when I was writing for Kennedy before I was in my office, I was sitting in a pod, and that used to be my screensaver. And one day, the, one of the guys who hired me here came around, and he was like, you know, it's a you know, little sensitive environment you know, here in uh, corporate America. Maybe your uh, son giving a double-barreled bird <laughs> isn't the best look to have. And I was like, oh, I don't know. So I did ultimately take it down. But the minute I moved into my office, what do you think came back? Oh, yep. yeah. You're damn right. <laughs> You're damn right. Double-barreled middle finger. So Lincoln Fela, Jenny Fela are in the house. We're going to do like a radio family meeting for the final hour of the show, Dagan McDowell is going to come by. That's going to be a banger. And we're just going to talk about all things America. There's a lot of issues going on in the world. We're going to kind of like sort it. As we do, we sort it out. Is that what we're going to do? Lincoln dressed up for this. Yeah, a lot better than last time. The jeans weren't any fun. So what is it about you're 14 that you refuse to wear pants? Well, no, it's the summer. It's hot. It's humid. The city, they're just not comfortable. Is that what it is? If you, no, but if you were given the choice between, like, dress shorts and jeans, what would you wear? Uh, I mean, me, I, la- I actually like wearing jeans, but I used to Because you're sad. You're a sad <laughs> man. <laughs> I just like them. I mean, in a, you know, in a, in a work environment, I, I wouldn't walk around in shorts. So my calves are too nice. The women couldn't mm. concentrate. <laughs> Jenny, do I have like, nice legs? You do have nice oh, legs. Oh, girl. <laughs> All you chubby chasers in the audience. Hands off in Lexington this weekend. You never know. Don't pack your shorts. Don't. Yeah, no shorts in nope. Lexington this weekend. Nope. You think I should go with this shirt to keep them away? I do. I think that would be perfect. <laughs> I'm going to buy you a couple more, too. I really do look like a children's magician who shouldn't be around children. It's just it's, it's a lot going on. There's, like, horseshoes, there's roses, and it's teal. Guys, if you're well, not familiar. If you're not on Fox Nation, get on there really well, quickly. I, I actually don't have a problem with the way he dresses. It's, like, unique. Like It is yeah. unique. Yeah, totally. It stands out. Like, you got you to gotta have confidence to dress oh, like Oh, yeah, them. you do. Thank you. Yeah, you do. Uh, what do I say all the time, Lincoln? If you want to be a star, you don't read the room, you lead the room. <laughs> Dude, you went on TV in a gold shirt yeah. and looked good. And you know what his opening line was for people who didn't see him on TV? He's like, yeah, I look better in it because I'm skinny and you're not. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> I'm Italian now, too, with a deep voice. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. no, your, your voice. Your accent just changed big time no, no, right I'm there. Just, I was just being silly. No, if I was going to do you justice, it's uh, Listen, you want to have this talk really quick while we're sitting here? We were doing this earlier in the show because a, a caller made a comment on the evolution of Lincoln on this show. Mm-hmm. Okay. Lincoln, this is where your voice started on this show. Are you ready? 
This is total crap. Oh. <laughs> now we got, this is, say it. Say, this is total crap. This is total crap. Yeah. No, no, but say it at that speed. This is total crap. Yeah, exactly. Oh. But where did it start? This is total crap. <laughs> well, I was like three when you were making me record these. Now, he was, it was a young Lincoln when I first started recording a, yeah. clips for like sketches and yeah. stuff. That's what it, that's that was. What it was. But he wasn't three, Lincoln. You were probably five. Mm-hmm. Stop lying to us. <laughs> I mean, you had to be pretty young there. You yeah. had to be pretty young. But let me get, but now, you know, now your voice is up to, you know, man, Lincoln. You're, mm-hmm. you, know, you sound very mature now. I'm like your mother. It's not mature at all. She sends me dopey memes. and Oh, yeah, I get a lot of that. Well, there's a thing. And this is, a, listen, when I bring my family on, it's not just to, like, give you insight into how dysfunctional the whole thing is. It's kind of a public service thing in that we're trying to give you something to show for the investment of time. There's a teachable moment here for, oh, I, I do b- believe for the moms, because I don't know guys do this, but Jenny is a smartphone hostage taker. Meaning it doesn't matter what you're doing in your day or what level of fatigue you might be encountering or how busy you might be. If she has something on the phone she wants you to see, Mm -hmm. she's willing to keep you there for four minutes. And I got to be honest, your completion percentage is high. I like most of the videos. Mm But is, is she not willing oh, to force a video? Oh yeah, a lot. there's a totally. To- I I will I will cop to that. But I'm gonna say <laughs> that you're up. saying it's four minutes. Uh-huh. Like I don't ask for a lot of your time. <laughs> so if four minutes <laughs> is, I, I think there's a lot of wives out there that would I'm ask. Like he'll, he'll have a hit the next morning at like five thirty. Oh you'll yeah, be showing it to him at. Oh midnight. yeah, Madden. <laughs> Well, yeah, you don't, like, you don't try to make to him that. play Madden at 1130? No, but he wants to do that. I don't, like, <laughs> last night I told him you don't have to play. We'll just play when we get home from the city if you're really tired. Yeah, yeah, How yeah. How many times do I have to go, Lincoln, leave him alone. He's so tired. And you just come running in and try to tackle him. No, yeah, like, no. <laughs> if we were going to do an airing of the grievances, Jenny shows me videos that are, like, too long at moments when they're inopportune. Well, what's people more do exhausting? This. What's more exhausting? No, I had, it's funny. No, let's just jump in about this because I had to talk with Dana <laughs> about this. We were talking about this with Dana Perino about uh-huh. It's on our podcast about how nobody wants to watch anything on your phone. Right. Nobody. Right. Nobody wants to watch anything on anyone else's phone. Like yeah. we did a we did an episode of Dana's podcast about this. But that being said, uh, no one also wants to be punched in the kidney at two in the morning <laughs> when you come into the house. But that's exactly what Lincoln will do. He'll pinch your fat while you're eating. He'll shove you. He'll just randomly. He's probably trying to kick me under the table probably, right now. Yeah. We're going to have more group counseling when we come back in the next hour. Jenny and Phil, Jenny and Lincoln with me for a full hour. That's stupid. Use your common sense. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, yes, it is. And we are back in action for a big hour of Fox Across America with your radio buddy, Jimmy Fallon. And we're doing it family style in this hour. Jenny Fallon is here. And since there's been so much talk in the news this week about Joe Biden's dirtbag kid, we decided to bring in mine, Lincoln Fela, the man who claims he carries the show, now gets a chance to take it over for one hour. 888-788-9910 if you want to join him. Uh, Dagan McDowell also going to be in the house as well. But we begin right here at the top of the hour with myself and the Fela family. Hi, you guys. What's up? Good to (laughs) see you. How's Fox treating you so far, Link Man? Pretty good. Okay. Um, you did go get water after all of that. Mm-hmm. What's the snack game looking like down there? I had, I don't know what it's called. I think it's a kind bar. Ooh, I had some there, chocolate and peanuts and there, salt bar or something okay. like that. There's some, there's some solid snacks here at Fox. Mm-hmm. But I just, I want to compliment you on your reserved uh, consumption of them. 
You've come, no, you've come a long way. You used to be like my mom. My mom will come here and throw them in her purse. Lincoln used to – my mom – my Aunt Fran comes in. She comes in here with one of those handheld things they give you at the grocery store. You know the little red baskets that you put up by the register? Last time Aunt, Aunt Fran left – she left here. It was like two pairs, a bag of chips. She had a Snickers bar, and then she had like some hair dye she took from one of the offices. Like she, she, she thought it was a CVS. She took everything home. It was credible. No, but Lincoln, yours is a little more commendable. Back in the day when you first used to come here – you would make hot chocolates and then yell at us if you couldn't have another one. Do you remember that, Lincoln? <laughs> yeah. We used to have an angry food Lincoln where he was like our child star, and we had indulged <laughs> him too much. And if you, you know, if, if you denied Lincoln any type of joy, you were dealing with a homicidal maniac. Yeah, I'm so glad we're out of that stage. Yeah, no, it's great. But for every parent listening, and this is kind of like how Lincoln started on the show. We were bringing him on when the show launched. It was right during COVID. And we wanted people to have some insight into, like, what it was like in our house. Mm -hmm. So we were basically having Lincoln on the radio, partly to do that, mostly to find three minutes a day when he wasn't playing Fortnite. (laughs) (laughs) The lockdown started in March. When did you actually know you were locked down? Like, June or July? (laughs) No, right away. But everyone was like, oh, two weeks off of school. Let's go. Yeah. No more school. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) They just, that was it. And they played a lot of Fortnite. But we used to, to get Lincoln off Fortnite at the end of the night. Do you remember this? Mm. The things we would have to do to get him because he didn't want to get off Fortnite. Oh, no. He would be, like, violent about This is so – this is 2020. Yeah. So what are you, like, 11 years old? Yeah. So, yeah. like, yeah, we have this little angry baby elephant in our basement. <laughs> <laughs> and I have to be like, yeah, Jay, it's like it's 1 in the morning. You got to get him off Fortnite. He's like, I don't want to get him off Fortnite. You get him off Fortnite. You I'm do like, it. I did it Fortnite yesterday. Together. <laughs> like, make the dog like, Bixby, can you try to get him off Fortnite? <laughs> He was just he was delirious. You have to and, go down in riot gear. Yes, like, him, <laughs> because him and his friends were playing like 23 hours a day of video games. Their brains were cooked. Yeah, We didn't have anything better to do. You had nothing to do. I mean, that was like in the beginning of COVID. This is how much they screwed up kids. And for the most part, you seem normal. Like people who meet you don't know there's anything wrong. You, know? <laughs> you hide it pretty well Yeah, now. when you go on the air, when you come on stage at the comedy club, they're like, oh, your son's sharp. I'm like, hoo-hoo. Uh, anyway. <laughs> But they did screw up a lot of kids in that regard. There was a time, this is as crazy as this is to think, that they were padlocking playgrounds because they didn't want you going outside. Do you remember yeah, that? Yeah, that's nuts. I don't remember that. That was yeah. the beginning. That, do you remember the, the famous, uh, there was famous footage out in California at Venice Beach where they went to pull a guy out of the water who was in the beach. Like, he can't be here. <sighs> they, filmed, they filled in the skate park in Venice Beach with sand. So wow. people wouldn't ride skateboards. Really? Yeah, but sadly, they eventually unfilled it, and all the zombies came back. Yeah, yeah. Lincoln, how crazy was Venice Beach? Crazy. Do you remember the woman who shot us? Yeah. Shot us? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we were walking the boardwalk at Venice Beach. And how did this go down exactly? We were just like Lincoln wanted some type of X-rated T-shirt because you don't go on – you can't go on vacation with Lincoln without, like, somebody having some expletive-type thing or a scantily oh, clad woman. tourist traps have those. Every one of them. Yeah. Uh, and this goes back to, like, Lincoln's days as a carny. Like, when we first went to Carney's, uh, Lincoln played that dart game where if you throw a dart and pop a balloon, you get to take a poster. Uh-huh. What poster did you want? Too hot to handle. <laughs> The girl in the bikini. He was like four. Lincoln was four years old. Guys, do you know that at every carnival, like, you can win, like, an Iron Maiden poster or, like, a Motley (laughs) Crue? And then there's ones where, like, girls are in, like, tank top T-shirts and stuff like that. And, of course, that's the one Lincoln pointed to. He's like, can I get uh, too hot to handle? (laughs) (laughs) So I, of course, said yes, right? Mm -hmm. Just so I could see your face when he walked over. (laughs) 
Did I deliver what you thought I would? <laughs> Everything and so much more. She's like, leak it! You can't when her parents were there and people started praying rosaries because he's four years old. He throws the dart right down the middle, but this is how it started because he had no interest in carnival games. None. No. He wasn't a carnival game guy. He rode the rides. Yeah. Bounce, he loved the bounce. Lincoln loves a bouncy oh, castle. Oh, yeah. To this day, which is a shame, because now at your height, you look like someone who wants to be around the kids, but isn't one of them. <laughs> when you're like 6'4", six, 6'5", six, on a bouncy castle, people have issues, yeah. questions, you know what I mean? But I'll never forget, we're walking through the carnival, and a man who's never played a carnival game in his life, like his head just makes a hard left, and he's like... <laughs> he's like... Hubba, hubba. He's like, he's like, Dad, can I play darts? And I know why, but it's like a perfect strike down the middle. And he's yep. like, I'll take too hot to handle. <laughs> the guy was like, I remember this because it was a woman. Yeah. And she's like, Are you sure are you this sure? is Are you sure this is going to be okay with his mom? And I was like, Yeah, she loves this sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, she knew me better than you knew me. <laughs> and it, it was. It, it turned out to be too hot to handle. You mm-hmm. were actually. I think you were forced to give it back. Yes, were you? he was. What a lousy mom, yeah. right? Can you imagine? What was he going to do with it? Put it in his room at four? No, give it to me. <laughs> Did you, now the truth comes you out. You would see this chick. <laughs> she was fantastic, Link, man. You had good taste at the age of four. But that's how it started. He was a carny guy, and uh, he, got, he got too hot to handle. I think there was a bigger story here. But the point is... <laughs> In Venice Beach. Okay. Oh, yeah, shoot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know where we were. Don't worry. I'm a good radio host. I keep I keep track of my head. But the point is, in Venice Beach, when we were doing what Lincoln would do, which is play the games or buy the T-shirts, we're walking down the boardwalk, and uh, what happened, essentially? So there was this, like, homeless lady. She was a little older. She had this dirty, like, sheet with her. And she goes, not mommy, the lady. <laughs> yeah. I'm kidding. She, uh, she makes her finger into, like, a finger gun, and she points at it. She goes, Boom, 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 I shot y'all. <laughs> and she and, didn't say y'all, but No, she said bad words. But she jumped out of the bushes and, like, pretend shot us. Yeah. And as jarring as that sounds, the only thing we were concerned with was whether or not the blanket touched us. Oh, yeah. It was, it it was, was a, a really pretty, grim. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you remember the bush person when we were in Pennsylvania who jumped out of the bush and was oh, scared? Oh, yeah, he was dressed as, like, No, like he's, like, a, a famous yeah. person, like, what do you mean by that? It's like he on the internet? Yeah, like he goes around other places too and does it. And scares kids? Yeah. Because he looks like shrubbery. If yeah. he's mm-hmm. sitting still, he so, looks like. So in Jim Thorpe, Pennsylvania, there's a guy who dresses credibly as a bush. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you you don't see him coming. No, he looks like a sidewalk plant outside the door of a, of a hotel mm-hmm. that would be there. Like on... You think he's ever gotten punched? Yes. I hope he has. <laughs> Because, like, he really, like, he got, he got me, me good. I, I mean, I screamed. So I like- <laughs> we're in Jim Thorpe, Pennsylvania, walking around with Lincoln. Again, going to a dopey gift shop. Mm-hmm. And we'll get to that in a minute. Because uh, we went to a gift shop that was really just a guy trying to arm a militia to overthrow the government. Totally. Through the guise of selling football helmets. <laughs> but he kept every, no matter what you looked at, he's like, and we got these, we got these knives over here. Yeah. No matter what you looked at. You ever seen a good, cat head? You ever seen a cat head? We, well, thought, we thought a ca- an actual <laughs> shrunken cat head. <laughs> Not like the weapon. Yeah, but. we thought he was going to show us a shrunken cat head. It was like a spiked nunchuck. Yeah. But it didn't matter what we looked at. Like, like, he's like, I like this terrible towel. He's like, you ever seen a Steeler's catapult? We're like, whoa, <laughs> what's going on here? But anyway, uh, we're walking up the sidewalk to go to one of our gift shops, and uh, the guy dressed as a bush, which you just wouldn't know he was a bush, Mm-mm. and you just walk by him, and what did he do? Yeah. 
<laughs> but it's like really scary. <laughs> to the like, we were both bothered oh, by yeah. it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And I did. I to my credit, I I tipped the guy. I was like, that's amazing. Really well done. Yeah. We love a good prank. Yeah. But that was a scary well, one. Yeah. One time when uh, you were at work or something, <laughs> she was uh, she was coming back upstairs, and I hid in her closet with the door open yep. with my monkey mask on. <laughs> she didn't know it was me, so she came in and she started screaming and hitting me and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was like eight or nine, though. She just came in screaming. She was like, Wah! She started like beating me up. And did you figure out what she was on to you, though? Like, because she probably did know and just knew it was an oh, excuse. Oh, I definitely didn't, oh, but didn't? I should have like hit him after. Once that, like, once the, the fear went yeah, out. Well, you scare I just your mom. Like, yeah. 888-788-9910. Take some calls. Scott uh, Scotia is up in Burlington, Vermont, listening on WVMT. Scotia, what's up? Greetings. I just wanted to know, since um, you seem to be uh, mentoring young Lincoln quite well in the humor department, oh. I want to know who Lincoln's, uh, some of Lincoln's favorite comedians are. Of course, barring you, Jimmy. This is a great great show you're doing today, too. Oh, thanks, Scotia. Yeah, I'm carrying this one. We've got a lot of dead weight on the panel. I kid, I kid. Uh, Lincoln, do you have a favorite comedian for Scotia? Everyone from Impractical Jokers. He doesn't like Impractical Jokers. <laughs> Scotia, that's a joke. <laughs> he thinks it's fake, and it is. Uh, but stick with me. Uh, no, uh, I like the fat guy, like Gabe Igley uh, something. Oh, you like Gabriel yeah. Iglesias, the fluffy guy? Yeah. You know who opens for him a lot? Gina Brion. She knows uh, you and likes you a lot. She's a sweet guy. Scotia, Gina. do you know Gabriel Iglesias? Yes, I don't know him personally, yeah, yeah. but yes, I do know him. Fluffy. Yeah. He's actually he's pretty funny. He's really funny and a really sweet guy. And uh, Gina Brion, who opens for him, Scotia, she's like a, a New York streetball legend as a comedian. Oh, she's fantastic. She's a really, really funny comic. We kind of started out together. Uh, we won a couple of Fugazi Awards together. Yeah. For real. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's really cool. Scotia, do you have a favorite comic? Well, I can't say now because it's going to wound you, but it's not you. But you're pretty close, Jimmy. You're oh, right no! <laughs> it's an honor to be nominated. No, no, but if you did have one. Um, yeah, I do, actually. I kind of like this guy named Sebastian Maniscalco. Oh, that's yeah. funny. I've opened for him a lot. I know him well. I know his wife well, too. Uh, he's yeah. A, yeah, he's a good dude. And uh, he's very, he's very, he's like sweet, meaning all, like he's a phenomenal performer, but off stage, a very sweet human being. He, so, he kind of has the same kind of humor as you, I think. I get that. You know, what are people thinking? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know, right? Like, he's, a, he's like a, he's a performer. He's like a Bob Fosse dancer. Like, you know what I mean? I don't have, I don't have that, that, that many steps on my Fitbit at the you end of a set. You just don't have that energy. Yeah, no. Yeah. No thanks, girlfriend. But, Scotia, he's great. And thank you for calling in because I can only carry this segment so far. You're the best. <laughs> Good stuff. We'll do it again. Uh, 888-788-9910 if you want to try to get a question in before Dagan McDowell gets here. Uh, Maniscalco is, he's a nice guy. Mm-hmm. I had a really, I had a funny, I had a very funny story about opening for him at Gotham. Um, Lincoln, do you know who Jerry Seinfeld is? Uh, you guys talk about him a lot. And that, uh, that's a, that's funny though. Yeah. Like to know it's that. It's just the, the, the age difference. The generational difference. Yeah. Because you guys, let's, let's quiz you on things. Okay. You don't know Seinfeld. Fascinating. You know Dave Chappelle, obviously. Yeah. No, but I've heard about, like, these Seinfeld. people. Yeah. But you don't necessarily know him. No. No, and it wouldn't be, like, nothing Seinfeld does would probably, I mean, if you watch him do stand-up, you'd definitely laugh at it. Well, but when it was but on, show, I don't know if I was alive. No, you, you weren't. weren't. No, you yes. weren't. I don't know. Mommy was barely alive. No, for real. I mean, no, I was. I watched. I was alive then. I'm just dead on the inside now. It's a different <laughs> 16 years of marriage. 
coming Ooh. up on 17. Mm. Nah, but we're making it look good. Uh, but Lincoln <laughs> Fela is in here with Jenny Fela. We're having a little bit of a family meeting here about all things going on in America. Lincoln, are the high school kids drinking Bud Light? Or are they boycotting it like the adults? Whatever they can get. Yeah, it's in <laughs> yeah, an age sure, where you don't yeah. discriminate. You can't really take principled stands as a high school beer drinker. Right. You got to right. just take whatever they give you. Right. Isn't that kind of how it works? I think so. But, like, let me ask you this, Lincoln. Like, when you go buy a product, okay, I know you're not buying beer, uh, but when you go buy a product... Do you care about the product? Do you care about like the country, the, the the company's views? Not really. But if it's like one of those things where you can tell mm-hmm. it's kind of like woke, and it's like you're not fifty percent of the profits goes to whatever Is that transgender dogs, like, <laughs> <laughs> like one of those like random ones, like not even actual people. <laughs> So no money for the transgender dogs. No. Oh, that's not good. Can <laughs> <laughs> fail not having it. Uh, no, no, I get that. I because this is the thing, and I and I don't think it's political. I think it's just on like a basic level. I think when you shop and you know we were talking earlier about mommy or people in general who make you watch videos on their phone. Yeah. And it's cute. I know Jenny. You're always showing me funny stuff. It's a cat video. It's a dog video. It's funny. I'm obviously not giving you a hard time, but. Imagine how much more annoying that is for people who are just dumping politics in the middle of your day. Oh, right. yeah. Like, do you remember when we used to turn on your Xbox in, like, the summer of 2020 and they always had a social justice message yeah. before you could play a game? No, they, uh, yeah, it, uh, end racism is in the end zone of every Madden game in, like, the last five years. Yeah, yeah. So, like, you, and we always think it's, like, the funniest thing in the world, right? Mm-hmm. Well, now the Xbox, they, uh, it restarts every time you turn it on to be more, like, power e- efficient. Yeah. Yeah, which isn't that like a little much? It's like yeah. little kids. But it are- has to. It sends you messages about it too. They got uh They messaged me. They since I have a kids Xbox account still technically. They're like, we've been misusing children's data. Uh, like email us if you have a problem. The way we handled this, it got it like got taken to the government for real. Yeah, but that sounds like a phishing scam where you send them all your data so right, they can right, check. Right. No, but it was actually Xbox who sent it. I didn't reply to it or anything. But Are you they sure? Sent it. Yeah. Oh, okay. You're gonna get a visitor. <laughs> do you like surprises? <laughs> You're gonna meet a girl with a deeper voice than yours. Well, that's what they'll do. They have those things too. They'll be like, I really enjoyed our game we played. Uh, uh, type in this link to see personal fun video. Whoa! Like, no, but video spelled Whoa. wrong. Yeah, yeah. Fun is like F U U N E. Listen, <laughs> I don't want to disparage. This is how I met your mom. Uh, stick with me. More with Jenny and Lincoln after this on Fox Across America. It's the show that never hits the books. I love the poorly educated. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Jenny Fela in the house, Lincoln Fela as well. We're taking calls. Dagan McDowell's coming by. Michael's batting leadoff in Dallas, Texas. Michael! What an honor, Jimmy, to speak to your family. Holy cow, they sound like such normal people. Very nice. Uh, despite you, it's <laughs> quite a, a surprise. How wonderful. <laughs> Michael. Yeah, they sound. They sound very nice and fine and fabulous. Hey, hey no. Lincoln ha- it sounds like such a cool, level-headed kid. Well done, Jenny. I'm not sure Jimmy has that much to do with it. Hold on. Well done, Let's, Hold on. You hit the brakes. 
Lincoln, Lincoln, who who do you think has had a bigger impact? You. On... Yes. Uh, Thank you. Yeah, because you do the fun stuff. You've had a very big impact. Like, absolutely. He gets his fun from you. He gets. But when there's standards and practices. Yeah. That's where I, I, I get to do like the unfun stuff. Yes. Yeah. 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 I, I, I can totally see that. Now, Jenny, you are absolutely a saint, a saint to be putting up with that man for how many years? Oh, gosh. How many? Oh, well. It'll be 20 this year that we know each other. Ooh. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, look, what what attracted you to him? Was it the candy in the windowless van? Or where? how exactly did that go down back in the day? Michael, are you, yeah, I, I, yeah. Michael, are you really going to make me pull it out right here in the oh, studio? Stop I kid. Oh, that right I now. Kid. Go ahead, no, just You know what? He just he had a really good energy and was really, he just made me laugh. Like, that really was. But, and the candy. I mean, he he has a good candy selection too. <laughs> yeah, look at him. She did need a ride in the van. <laughs> well, that's fantastic. Y'all sound like such nice folks. I mean, uh, you sound like next door neighbors. You want to get to know and hang out with, have a beer in the backyard. Well, you know that's wow, funny. What a what a blessing. Thank you, Michael. Which is so funny because yeah. we don't hang out with our next door neighbors. I know. Isn't we have that... to go like three doors down. We have, like... <laughs> they, they talk to us. We have we have we have quiet neighbors, meaning they're like really nice people when you talk to them. But we don't live on a social block like we do, like five six houses down. Yeah, you would yeah. say. Yeah. But our immediate neighbors are actually kind of quiet yeah. I, I don't know if they're like cnn watchers and they yeah. hate me that's probably what we're gonna find out i, I live uh, next door to don lamont well that that can be a goal to find a neighborhood that you get to know all your neighbors and everybody gets along that'd be a great goal all right. right next yep. th- at our next house <laughs> good call michael we'll do it again buddy have a great weekend my man uh more of your calls and some dagan mcdowell action coming your way lincoln Faylor remains in studio alongside the man who made him what he is well said, Lincoln. Well said. Jenny Fela here as well. We'll get into your calls, text, tweets, carrier pigeons, the whole shebang shaboo when we come back. It's America's life coach. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fela. There it is. Back in action. I got the Jackson 3 in studio. Jenny Fela, Lincoln Fela, Jimmy Fela joining us now. We're stacking the deck. Honorary member of the Fela family. We've spent a lot of time with this woman driving around the mean streets of California. Lincoln's auntie, Dagan McDowell, in the house, and the crowd goes wild. Hey, girl. Hey. Good no, to see I've you. I demanded to come. She did, though. <laughs> I told her yesterday that you guys were coming on and on live TV on her show. Because if it's on her mind, you're going to hear about it. She's like, I'm doing the show with you tomorrow. And what we do when her and I are on the show is the greatest thing in the world. Okay? You know me and Sean Duffy like to flirt. <laughs> he's like, Jimmy, you're so sexy. You're so great. But me and Dagan have this other thing where we take the jokes to a very cringy place for Sean. And it's a, <laughs> is it not the most fun? Yes. It's, what did I say yesterday? Oh. We were talking about making bacon, this <laughs> baseball team in Georgia. Yep. Oh, so and, Savannah Bananas? Yeah. <laughs> That's another one. But yeah. continue. Yeah. And some group of doctors wanted them to change the name uh-huh. because – Bacon is not good for you. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, making bacon in the South is you know, you an say it, idiom it for getting it on, bumping <laughs> uglies. <laughs> and my nickname, I think, was making Bacon Dagan. But I was <laughs> – but don't worry, because I was a virgin at the time, and Sean went, ah! 
<laughs> we kind of make them uncomfortable. It's great stuff. Dagan McDowell's in the house. Lincoln is here. He knows all the euphemisms. Um, it's, it's actually funny. He doesn't actually have to know his – when he was a little kid, he didn't have to know his home phone number because in every bathroom it would say, for a good time, call Jenny Fela. So he just, Jenny, there you go. You could just go into the restroom and find it. Uh, we're having a little bit of a State of the Union, but really quick, Chris – is on the line in St. Louis, Missouri, and Chris has some intel for us. Hey, girl. Hey. How you doing? I am doing great. I just heard that you're going to St. Louis for a baseball game. Yes. So I thought, hey, um, you're Italian. There's a place called The Hill in St. Louis, and it's all – it's an Italian neighborhood. Uh, There's a place called Joya's for sandwiches right by Barra Park. Okay. As in Yogi Berra, because that's it. where he grew up. Oh, gosh. Right by Garagiola. Ooh. That's where he grew up. Joe Garagiola. Right? That's amazing. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's an entire neighborhood of Italian restaurants and little bitty houses, and it's a great place. Lincoln. So you should stop by. Are we going to the Hill, Lincoln? Yeah. We're going to go see some. Do they have, like, listen, here's the thing, okay? Because I come from an Italian family, and I know the more right. the people have shrunk, the better the food's going to be. Do they have any <laughs> shrunken old women like I have in my family? Oh, well, I wouldn't know. <laughs> oh, come on. We got to get to the bottom of this, Chris. Two things you can tell. Like when in brickwork, uh, when it comes to brickwork, we had brickwork done, Dagan. The, the bigger the accent, like the less you can understand of the man, the better the brickwork's going to be. You want a guy one out of every ten words, right, Lincoln? Well, yeah. Like uh, my cousin was saying, he said you always want the construction workers who have terrible uh, mouths because yes. they do the best job. Yeah, the potty mouth construction oh. workers, right? <laughs> See, Chris, we're giving you good intel now. You gave us a couple of restaurants. If you're going to get any brickwork done, we just gave you a good lead. Find the guy you can't understand right. and make sure he curses as much as possible. Good, good call, Chris. Well, sounds like- <laughs> we'll see you out in St. Louis, girlfriend. Be well. All right. There she All goes. Right, You're the best. There goes Chris Dagan. Have you ever been to St. Louis? I have. Ooh. I've driven. I drove across the country by myself back oh. and forth when I lived in Colorado. Oh, I love Several Colorado. times. Uh-huh. And I've driven through St. Louis. And I would stay in West St. Louis. Oh. So I actually had a discussion about this the other day. So from my hometown, it's three 12-hour drives to Los Angeles. And it's two 12-hour drives to Aspen, where I lived. So you drive, stay in west of St. Louis, and then you've got one more, like, 13-hour drive to Aspen. Oh, that sounds rowdy. But I was going to say, southern women also shrink. (laughs) <laughs> and so you want like a shrunken yes. grandmother to cook for you. Yes. And southern men with horrible accents and you can't understand them also do the breast best breast best <laughs> bricklaying. Is that true? Yeah. Isn't it funny? That's like Absolutely. a synonymous thing of yeah. anybody. Okay. Yeah. Like Lincoln, if the person isn't shrunken, you don't want the food. Yeah. Like if we walk in there, is anyone above five three? We're not mm-hmm. eating. I'm telling you right now. I want to. Why do you think Grammy's food is so good? She's uh, Grammy is not tall. My mom Dagan is not tall, yeah. and she's a hell of a cook. She maybe like and Fran four not foot tall. Eight. You've met these women; they're not tall. The, the nose is close to the close to the stove. Yeah. That's why. Oh, that's it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. These are this is why you have Dagan McDowell on your radio show, and like they them. also take pride in their food. They do. There's a they there's, like. They feel responsible, like they want to make sure they're doing a good job. They're not just cooking it to cook it. No, no, it's it's hard. Dagan, there's a thing in my family. This has been going back. This is like 100 years old. My mom makes rice pudding on Christmas Eve once a year, (laughs) okay? Just once a year. She makes a rice pudding. It's actually phenomenal. But every year, my Aunt Fran comes over, 
and it's become this own thing where she just has a spoonful and then issues a verdict for the year. It's similar to Groundhog Day. One year Bill de Blasio dropped the bowl of gra- pudding and <laughs> killed the groundhog. No, I'm kidding. But uh, it's, it's a thing. It's like a thing. And that, that's, that's amongst the competitive cooking circuit of, of short women. That's a thing. Mm-hmm. How has she ever given it a positive verdict, or yes. is it always the best negative? Positive yeah. is eh, it's fine. Like that. That means I think it was, it was this, this past year. Like that was yes. She, this year, this past year was a, eh, it's eh, fine, and it's we fine. we played the theme song from the Jeffersons yeah. and did a conga line around the living room. It was it was unbelievable. Like your cousin Cindy, like videotapes it to yes. like you know, like it's like a whole thing. It's a no, no. It's a Groundhog Day. Yeah. It's a it's no. It's a, it's a whole to do. If she sees the shadow, you get six more days of Christmas. <laughs> The wise men don't come. They don't, the epiphany doesn't happen until they, they postpone it to like February. They're like, all right, she liked the rice pudding. We got time. Uh, by the way, in the I, I don't know in Italian households if women chop food this way, but in old southern homes, you peel and cut everything with it in your hand. Yeah, yeah. You do not use a cutting board. Ooh. You use a knife, and you've got a tomato. You have a potato. Yeah. Whatever you're chopping and peeling, uh-huh. you do it in your hand, and it is mastery because they're always this close. You have, like, a great aunt with macular degeneration, <laughs> cannot see, and they are slicing apples for fried apples on Christmas Day, <laughs> and it's happening, and there's no blood. And it's I was great. Gonna say- like how many fingers they do these do, women have? It's a thing. There's no blood. Wow. wow it, that's crazy. Uh, all old Southern cooks chop and cut. I'm telling you, we're learning a lot produce here. Produce and fruit that way. Well, what Lincoln learned in the South was how to shoot a potato gun. Tell them about this, Lincoln. <laughs> oh, yeah. So it's just like this cannon, but it, it looks like it's illegal. <laughs> yes. And it it only shoots potatoes. It looks like it would like shoot off like grenades or something. I don't know. So <laughs> Lincoln, when we were visiting KTBB in Tyler, Texas, East Texas, hey, girl, uh, the station gifted Lincoln with a potato gun for Christmas uh, that, you know, you ignite it with hairspray. And we went out into the farm uh, by where Jenny grew up, and we shot so many potatoes into the field. letting, like, the three-year-olds do it. Yeah, we yeah. were letting little kids shoot it. But it's a mortar. <laughs> it is a weapon of war. It's like, poof. You know, well, and it was, there, it was a hell of a pop. I'm pretty sure there was a bunch of potatoes that grew in the field behind my parents' house yes. that next yeah, year. Yeah, we, we upset the crop cycle. <laughs> and you know what else happened? Uh, they, we, we didn't do this, Dagan, but you can give us some country insight into this. What did they want to take you to do, Lincoln? Cow tipping. Oh, no, no, no. Oh. Give it to him. This worse. Give it to him. Tannerite hog hunting. Are you familiar with Tannerite? I, Eric, are you familiar with Tannerite I, in the booth? How dare you ask me if I know what Tannerite is? <laughs> Forget what I was dealing with. <laughs> Folks, yeah, in, in, with all due respect, she's doing a dip right now in studio. <laughs> <laughs> she's spitting tobacco. Go ahead. Yes, okay. I know what Tannerite is, but that just doesn't seem sporting. <laughs> no. It just seems horrific. No, it's I mean, really... it, like, it feels too easy. But our, but... Like, no, but if you were to shoot him out of a helicopter— that like that's a that seems like that's really so, cool. So Ted Cruz offered to take Lincoln, Senator Ted Cruz offered to take Lincoln hog hunting out of a helicopter with a machine gun, which is like a video game. That's crazy. Yeah. But our best friend in East Texas, our buddy Randall, who give him this, Randall makes what? What does he make? 
great ribs. Ba- I, honestly, I think pound for pound the best, best bear I've ever eaten. Mm-hmm. And it's spicy, which is bizarre, but it works. But Randall always makes him ribs when we go to Texas. But Randall wanted him to go hog hunting with Tannerite. <laughs> when I was like 10. Yeah, he was, she was a little kid. But Dagan, the way he sold it to us, it's my favorite thing in the world. He's like, so, you know, you put the Tannerite in the trough. The pigs come over, eat the food. You shoot the Tannerite. What was his expression? Hundreds of pieces of hog flying everywhere, Jimmy. You got to see it. Come bring your boy. We got to go hog hunting with some Tannerite. Randall, my man, hundreds of pieces of hog flying everywhere. You got to see it. I'm like, Randall, I don't know if I got to see it. I don't know. <laughs> Diggin, is that is that something you'd be into? <laughs> no, that's not hunting. No. And by the way, you're eating beef ribs. Yeah, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Texans, their barbecue is beef. Mm-hmm. They do not eat pork barbecue, broadly speaking. Where mm-hmm. I'm from, mm-hmm. Virginia, North Carolina, South Carolina, pork. it is pork let barbecue. Me, let me ask you this. And so you're not, again, you mm-hmm. can't eat a a hog that's been blown to smithereens. <laughs> no, that's just so putting that's on just, a poncho. Right. Why not just blow a pumpkin or a watermelon well, to smithereens? Well, it's no, because they're a thing. problem. Yeah, they're a problem. They, like, they, they want you to get yeah, rid of they them. Like yeah, they like pay you they're, to do it. They're, yeah. they're wild, yes. feral hogs. Yes, that's what we're talking about. That are dangerous. Yes, yeah. Yeah. that's what it is. So we're just blowing them to high heaven. Um, Really quickly before we go to break. We're running out of Dagan time, you guys. Dagan, really quick. St. Louis Barbecue, do you have any insight? No, Kansas okay. City, but it's Kansas it's City good, good. But it's St. Louis is fine. We're gonna do okay. Jenny and I, we went, we did it wrong in Kansas City when we were in the Lake of the Ozarks. We got mm-hmm. barbecue at the end of the day and didn't realize we were eating it like a C plus chain. We're not gonna name mm-hmm. names, but we just didn't know. And you know, once in a while, you catch a chain restaurant when it's not at its best. You know, the tables are on bust. It's the end of the night. There's three of you in the whole place. We had like an epic trip to Missouri and really ate. I would say. Not the, one of the top 200 barbecue meals I've eaten in my life to Mm-mm. cap it off. You go to the hill and ask the shriveled up elderly <laughs> Italian ladies where the best barbecue is in St. Louis. We're going yeah. to the hill and we're going to commercial. Dagan McDowell, thank you, boo. It's good to see you. <laughs> You're listening to the most addictive show on the radio. This is crack, rock cocaine. It isn't glamorous or cool or kid stuff. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Either way, you're gonna pay. See, the door has a rainbow on it. It's a game Jimmy likes to call strip club or daycare. Seriously? Strip club or daycare? Okay then. You heard the man. And I can confirm that's an authentic promo. Like when we actually created this segment when we were first launching the show. Our voiceover artist was like, yeah, I'm not doing this. This is like an actual Fox show. But back when we launched the show, this is what we were doing on like 20 stations. And uh, on Fridays, Jenny and Lincoln would compete in a game called Strip Club or Daycare. The way it works is I'm going to read you the name of a business, and I want you to tell me if it is a strip club where Lincoln's mom used to work (laughs) or a daycare where – Daddy, his mom used Daddy used to forget to pick you up, you know, stuff like that. Uh, but Lincoln will play Jenny. I will read them the establishment name. They will guess the answer. Lincoln, currently the champion right now. You have the belt. How do you feel right now? Uh, confident. All right. <laughs> Lincoln feels good. He's a competitor, though. Uh, so here is a, a weird twist to today's episode of Strip Club of Daycare. Uh, I believe we've played this one before last year. You know how I have all these lists? Okay. But the point is we verify that they're real. 
you know, since we're shouting out an establishment. Right. So this is the only verified list I've had on me. So there might be an advantage if you guys remember some of these names. There might I love not. that you, you use that as the excuse of why you have this as a list. <laughs> well, by list. Like it should be a little concerning. By list, I mean credit card statements. <laughs> <laughs> we are reading a... This is brought to you by American Express. Uh, thank you. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, who wants to go first? The reigning champion. Yeah, he should get to go. No, no he gets last sex. He's yeah. the champion. Okay, all you right. You're on the road. You want to be the man, you got to beat the man. Okay, all right. You want to be the I them, down. you got to beat the them. Here we go. Link me Jenny Fallow, we begin in Miami, Florida, is the President's Club. The President's Club in Miami, Florida, a strip club or a daycare. The President's Club. Uh... Daycare. Ooh. That is correct. All right. Jenny on the board with one. Lincoln Fela, here we go. Little Darlings in Seattle, Washington. Seattle. Daycare. You say, oh, Lincoln Fela. Oh, yeah. Mommy in the lead. Here we go. Candyland in Memphis, Tennessee. Jenny Fela, is Candyland a strip club or a daycare? I'm going to say strip club. You're going to say daycare. That is correct. She's hot today, Lincoln. Yeah. All right, here we go, Lincoln. The Toy Box. In oh. Cleveland, Ohio, is the Toy Box a strip club or a daycare? Daycare. Oh, he gets one right. Lincoln Fela back on the board. So it is two to one, Jenny. Here we go. Diamonds in Nashville, Tennessee. Jenny, diamonds in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, I want to say daycare. Oh. Lincoln with a chance to tie it. Here we go. The Clubhouse in Dallas, Texas. Lincoln Fela is the Clubhouse. Strip a club. strip club. A hey, Lincoln Fela. Tied up at two. Here we go, Jenny Fela. Oh, okay. The Curiosity Corner uh, in Joplin, Missouri. The Curiosity Corner. Wow, Lincoln. Curiosity. Uh, gosh. Oh, it could be either. Um, I'm going to say strip club. Just a bit oh, outside. She got it wrong. Would you go to a strip club, Lincoln, called the Curiosity <laughs> <No>. Corner? <laughs> Do you like surprises? <laughs> Come in the back room. Uh, All tied at two. Lincoln Fela with a chance to take the lead over his mom, Jenny Fela. The Peekaboo Club. Peekaboo Club. In New, uh, New York, New York, Lincoln. Is the Peekaboo Club a strip club or a daycare? Peekaboo. Is the Peekaboo Club a strip club or a daycare, Lincoln Fela? Daycare. You say daycare, Lincoln Fela. That's true. That is oh, true. No. Three to two, Link Man in the lead. How about the suspense, the game show suspense? You know when they used to do that where you just be like, is that your final answer? Yeah. And then, and then they, they pause go to commercial. and then they go to commercial. Like, <laughs> screw you. Jenny down three to two, chance to tie it up. Prime time in East Rutherford, New Jersey. Is prime time a strip club or a daycare owned by Deion Sanders? Oh. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> strip club. Jenny says prime time is a strip club. Oh, Link with a chance to pad the lead. Here we go. Baby dolls. Baby dolls. Daycare. In Hopewell, Virginia, you say daycare. <laughs> Jenny with a chance to tie it up at three. The pony in Memphis, Tennessee. Not to be confused with the pink pony. Just okay, the, pony the pony in Memphis, Tennessee. Is it a strip club or a I daycare? I keep saying strip club, and I'm going to switch to daycare, and I'm going to get wrong. Daycare. <laughs> oh, Lincoln still up three to two. This is getting good. Here we go, Link, man. Just get one right. You're up 4-2. You can run out the clock on That was 3-2. That's what I'm saying. But I'm saying if he gets oh, one right, okay, he's okay, up 4-2. Okay. You can run a lot of clock on your mom. <laughs> Not that I'm doing it right now. <laughs> Lincoln is Sugars in San Antonio, Texas. Sugars. A strip club or a daycare, Lincoln? Sugars. Name of the establishment. Daycare. You say it's a daycare. You can't handle the truth. It is a strip club. Jenny Fallon with a chance to tie it. Okay. Also in San Antonio, Texas. All-Stars. Is All-Stars a strip club 
or a daycare? A daycare. You suck, <laughs> you jackass. Lincoln, we're coming up on the final minute of the contest. Of if you wrong. could just get up. It's 3-2 right now if you're keeping score at home. Lincoln Fellow, we head back to Phoenix, Arizona, where I was with your Aunt Kennedy last weekend. Uh, is the candy store, the candy store. Strip a, club. A strip club or a daycare. You're absolutely oh, right. 4-2, to Jenny Fellow trying to get back into it. The Pirates Cove in Portland, Oregon. A strip club or a daycare? The Pirates Cove. Daycare. Oh, come on. Lincoln. Fail up with a chance a to put it. Who would go? I don't know. Somebody. Who would go to a strip club? Called the Pirates, Pirates Cove. Go. It's about. Arr. Yeah, they got patches over their eyes. <laughs> you don't want to be there when the lights are on. You ever get a lap dance from a peg leg? It's awkward. Twice. No, you make it. Yeah. <laughs> you make it work. <laughs> Lincoln, see if you can put it away. Goosebumps in Atlanta, Georgia. You're up four to two. Strip club. Lincoln Fela says strip club. Lincoln Fela coming through with a 5-2 win. The champion retains the title in a big Friday showdown with his mom. Way to go, buddy. I don't know. What what do we owe you for that? Uh... We'll see. Yeah, something from no, the street. No, we need to like he take something, something away. Street. Jenny, he's trying not to say. Yeah, he's he's trying not to say flash dancers on the air. <laughs> no. Good job. We're the show is parents. over. Happy Friday on behalf of the entire Fela family. It's a good we week with the- your radio pal Jimmy Fela. There you go. <laughs>